We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. On Overtime Media. Mile high hello, everybody in Broncos country. Welcome into another episode of the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. I am your host, Lance Sanderson, and joining me as per usual is my good friend and colleague. He is Mile High Huddle's senior NFL draft analyst, the one and only Eric Trickle. And dude, we haven't gotten a chance to really go back and forth on a lot of the stuff we want to talk about today. We're going to go into some, some draft prospects that are going to be available for the Broncos at number 12. We've gone back and forth a little bit, but this is where we really get to shine. This is where you really get to shine in terms of breaking down a whole bunch of these prospects man how are you doing this evening man i am tired the wife and i are in the middle of a deep clean and decluttering in our place right now and today i was moving around our couches by myself and cleaning out from underneath them man that is exhausting work but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where i have to do when i'm home alone because otherwise the kid gets in the way mm-hmm. but man, it's still it's still exhausting moving it other than that doing good i'm excited that you know we've officially crossed that barrier we did our uh, awards annual awards last week and now we're crossing into the draft and i know it's going to get tiring for a lot of people that we're going to be talking about the draft for the next two and a half months three months three and a half months however long mm-hmm. uh it, it's going to be a lot where i'm trying to get um i think i've said this on here before we're trying to get a good friend of the podcast um luke polglaze to join us we're looking at trying to get him on two or three times during mm-hmm. the draft process. um I've already talked to him about setting up some time and it looks like sometime in February will be the first one. Um, we'll be able to get, you know, some schematic kind of stuff and talk like that. And, you know, might provide a little bit of a breakdown as we get into some of uh, Sean Payton's offense, a little bit of a discussion about that and mm-hmm. what it really is. Um, but no, we have some big things planned for, you know, Dove LED drivers over the coming months um, preparing for the draft. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good time. And I think one of the best things about it is that we currently have a first round pick, which makes it so much better to talk about the draft. Yeah, absolutely, man. These top prospects, we, we've gotten a chance to talk about them, but not really in how they would fit with the Broncos. I mean, obviously, there's always the possibility of, of the Broncos trading up. They, never, they didn't really have the capital to be able to do so over these last couple of seasons, obviously, with the Russell Wilson trade. And then with the Sean Payton trade this last season, they, they moved that first-round pick that they got for Bradley Chubb and a second-round pick this season. Hence, the Broncos don't have that pick this year to use uh, to go and get Sean Payton this year. Um, 
like you said, though, number 12 overall, at least currently as it stands. And Eric and I have gone back and forth for what seems like months now, talking about how pretty much every position on this roster right now is a position of need. Now you can categorize them, and I'm, I'm going to ask you about that here in just a little bit. Uh, you can categorize those guys, uh, those positions of need, and like the tiers and whatnot, but pretty much everywhere you can find a hole on this roster that needs to be filled. The Broncos currently have, I believe, it's six draft picks, maybe seven. Um, only one of them is their original one, and that is the first, the first pick that they have. Pretty much uh, maybe a seventh, I think, is still theirs but every other pick they've gotten via trade whether it was um with the new orleans saints whether i believe there was one with the san francisco 49ers um in the the randy gregory's trade from earlier this year it, it's it's kind of an interesting situation where this, where this broncos team is currently at right now and then next year again a full complement of draft picks to move forward so it could be Easy to see the Broncos move up if they want to move on from a couple of players, guys like uh, maybe Pat Sertan gets moved, maybe Justin Simmons gets moved. Um, Jerry Judy is probably going to be on the way out. So you can find a few more different ways to get some more draft capital. And Eric, again, you know, just quickly here, if you were to like give the number one need on this roster right now, what would that be in your opinion right now? I mean... It's tough because positional value-wise, quarterback. You got to find an answer mm -hmm. at quarterback. That's all, that's the biggest need. Yeah. Outside of quarterback, the interior defensive line. Mm -hmm. You can go back and watch that. The Broncos' inability to defend the run started up front. The mm -hmm. linebackers, yes, they had their issues, but there's only so much they can do when two of your guys that are starting on the defensive line are on the ground 50% of the time, it seems like. So it was very rough watching them and this isn't a great class for defensive linemen for me there's not a single guy worth a first round pick at the moment there are two guys that might be able to move up into the first round conversation in my opinion based off of you know athletic testing and see how they test there that could give them enough of a bump up um but there are a group and i did 10 i did an article about 10 defensive linemen it's up mm -hmm. on my right now that all 10 of those guys are guys that I have basically ranked 50 to 125 or so mm -hmm. plus the two plus a couple other guys that they weren't mentioned in the article. So it's, it's a good quality class, just lacking high end talent. That is one of the, the big things for it. Um, and I will say too, is the Broncos actually, most of their picks are their own this year. They still oh, really? have their okay. own round pick. They still have the um their own third round pick. They have well, they might have their own fourth round pick, and they have their own fifth round pick. Okay. The fourth round I, pick I, depends on which one goes to the um which one goes to the Jets. If it's the Dolphins pick from the Bradley Chubb trade last year or their own pick for when they traded for Drake Martin. And then the third round pick, that is was the least going to Seattle for the trade up for Riley Moss, which everyone was going to them this year was the least favorable of the two. And that would be that the Saints pick that they got back in the short John, uh, Sean Payton trade is the one going to Seattle, and they get to keep their own. Okay, so I, so I had it confused there for just a minute, and thank for thank you for the clarification. Uh, speaking of interior defensive linemen, let's run to the chat really fast here because BK jumping in off the top rope with a ten dollars super chat saying, "What do you all think about trading back, getting a second round pick, and picking up a defensive tackle with the first round pick?" 
I saw the defensive tackle from Michigan and Texas play against the University of Washington in the college football playoffs, and they both looked pretty good. Now, Eric, um, I'm not sure about the defensive tackle from Michigan yet. I'm not sure which one they're talking about here. And I know that the Texas has a couple of guys. Tavondre Sweat is the one that really kind of stands out between the two of those. What do you think about the, the – first off, bring the name of the defensive tackle from Michigan because I don't know his name yet. And how about Tavondre Sweat? Where would you think that he would be available for the Broncos to pick and, and bolster up that interior defensive line like you're asking them to do well the michigan defensive tackle that really had a good game against washington unfortunately is a sophomore he's not he's not eligible for the draft this year but the other one who he was all right against washington didn't have the best game though is chris jenkins and right now he's one of my favorite options with a trade back getting somewhere between 40 and 50 eventually either through multiple trade backs or one big trade back and he, he's one of the guys on the defensive line I like in that range for the Broncos. There's a lot of upside as a pass rusher to do or with them with a lot of tools. He's got plenty of power. He works well as a run defender. And then Devondre Sweat, dude's massive, 340-plus pound dude. Mm -hmm. um, not quite as big as Jordan Davis, but not far behind him. He's a massive dude, nose tackle guy that's probably doing the second round. But Byron Murphy. He's the one that absolutely killed it against Washington. Yep. And He's one of those guys, along with Jerzon Newton, that can rise up into a first-round pick, depending on how they test. Right now, Murphy's actually my number one interior defensive lineman, and he's like my 34th or 35th graded player overall currently. Right, and I know that you're you're down on Jerzon Newton, the the kid from Illinois. Not, I don't want to say down on him, but just not nearly as high on on him as everybody else is across the draft landscape right now. I believe it was Daniel Jeremiah had him as a top twenty pick. I think Dane Brugler has him as a top twenty pick as well. So it, just a an interesting conversation here. I haven't really gotten started on this defensive line class, so I'm going to kind of stick away from that conversation a little bit. But um it's it's just you're you're absolutely correct you know it was the zach allen show for the most part and he played that four eye that five tech really well he was the best defensive lineman for the Broncos team this this last season and you can't just have one guy doing it all up front and like you said you know josie jewel alex singleton they both had their issues drew sanders had his issues just learning how to play the position at the nfl level but you've got to get a guy up front to keep these bodies off of these offensive lineman bodies off of the uh, off of the linebackers. And that's definitely going to help up with the rest of the run defense. Now, guys, we're going to get back to the chat here in just a second. Before we do so, we got to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, our first presenting sponsor of tonight's show, Little Caesars. So make Little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day. Pizza, it's one of those iconic foods that you get every day on Sunday, you know, being able to pick up that slice of, slice of pizza, cheese, pepperoni, whatever type, and just having that cheese drip off as you're sitting there watching the game, um, you know, and it, something bad happens, you end up throwing the pizza and it sticks to the wall and does that, you know, that classic thing, cartoon thing going down. Anyways, mm -hmm. you can order online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs plus all day on Sunday and get ready for some football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza and or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. Yeah, man. I, I, I tell you what. I always talk about them. The $5 hot and readies, uh, those are great. We love the deep, deep dish pizza. We love the pretzel crust pizza. Um, the crazy bread and the crazy sauce, it's all spectacular. They're so easy to get. They're so easy to go and just help feed your family, help feed a whole bunch of people for a, a fairly reasonable cost. And speaking of winning, though, guys, everyone scores with convenient delivery or in uh, the in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game. We got playoff football this weekend. Super stoked about 
about those games coming up here. And thank you again, Little Caesars, for joining us this evening. We definitely appreciate your support. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, David Youngkin jumped in. This was before the the uh, the chat got going live. $5 super chat saying Edge is a, mo- a must. Uh, just hope we don't make a mistake. Uh, excuse me. Just hope we do make a mistake and not get a quarterback. Now, I wanted to kind of stay away from the quarterback conversation right now because that's the one that's been really flying around. I Let's just grab this quickly, Eric. Um, at 12 overall, is there any player right now that you're comfortable with the Broncos drafting as it currently stands? Outside of the top three. The top three are the easy ones. Yeah, I mean, if one of them falls, yeah, I'll take any one of them. But for me, none of the next three are first-round picks. And picking them at 12 is not only a massive reach, the fifth round, you know, the fifth round option, that's what we always hear, you know, trade back into the late first round and get that fifth-year option on the quarterback for cost control. With the way quarterbacks are going, there's still value in it, but it's definitely losing its value with how they calculate Mm -hmm. what that fifth-year option amount is going to be. Um, So it's not a great thing. That can change. I'm curious about the athletic testing with Mike McCarthy or JJ McCarthy. I expect that to uh, to be go quite well. The medicals with Michael Penix, depending on how that goes, that can bump him up as a late first round pick. Mm-hmm. Despite the issues that I have with um, him getting moved off his spot, dealing with pressure, working in the middle of the field, and then Bo Nix. For me, Bo Nix, he's got to work himself into the second round. 
I'm really low on Bo Nix. I have been for a Same. long time. Same. I went back, you know, I saw some people the last couple of days go off about how he's a top 15 guy. Some of them have him as a number two quarterback. I went back and spent some time watching him. I still don't see it. Maybe it's my um, preconceptions when I go back into watching him. And whenever I do this, I always try to go back in with an open mind. They talk about his arm talent. I don't see it. You know, he can make those deep shots, but it takes time. It, they're not deep shots with velocity. That's what I what I want to see when I'm talk, measuring arm strength is the velocity. Not if how far can you throw it? How far can you throw it with velocity? Can you hit those, you know, those outside 20 yard outs right on the sideline? Mm-hmm. And he can't. The nose of the ball dips and it makes for some challenging catch, catches for receivers at times. And the offense at Oregon you got to take away so many throws that he does make because those just aren't throws that you see often in the NFL. They're not what you call pro throws. And so you're, you're discrediting like 70 to 80% of the throws he makes just because of how it, the inability to translate those throws to the NFL. Um, so for me, he's outside my top 64. I, I'm not sure where, cause I still have a lot of work to do on guys, you know, after about, you know, 40th overall or so. But with where he's graded, it's typically fallen in the range of about 75 to 90. Yeah. Uh, Nick's is one that, it, and like you said, you know, going back to that Auburn tape was just, it, it was atrocious to watch. She was indecisive with the football, was, didn't really take care of it very well, was just all over the map. His inaccuracy issues were the, were, were very prevalent at Auburn. Um, the athleticism always pops. That's the one thing with him is he's a, he's definitely a good athlete. And David jumps back in here with another $5 saying that uh, – hope we don't make a mistake and, uh, mistake and not get a quarterback. Um, I, I think that that's actually the direction that this team is going in right now, where they're not going to take a quarterback at number 12 overall. I really do think that that's it, whether it's using number 12 to trade up, uh, whether that's with a pairing with a couple of different players, I've got an interesting scenario. I'm going to break down at milehighhuddle.com here soon with that. Um, but honestly, trading back, getting more, getting more capital, getting more ammo. This team needs to get a lot younger. It needs to get a lot cheaper. It needs to just, quite honestly, have a youth movement and try to plug as many holes as they possibly can, at least in 2020, uh, 2024, and then again in 2025. Uh, Phil McLaughlin jumping in here. Good evening, Lance, Eric, and Deacon Scott. No Scott tonight. He had dinner plans with his wife, so uh, hopefully he has a great time out there doing his thing. Uh, if there's not a quarterback we like at 12, who is going to be available? And Phil, it's a great question. This is the overarching point of our topic right now. And as I've kind of mentioned a little bit leading up to before we got into the conversation, this wide receiver class is absolutely spectacular. And there has been rampant speculation going for months now in terms of what is the future of Cortland Sutton? Are they going to extend him, maybe trade him, uh, try to do something with his contract to make it easier to move him? Jerry Judy coming into the fifth year option, his $13 million uh, uh, contract is guaranteed if he's on the Broncos roster. If he's on any roster, it's guaranteed for whoever has him. So he is one of those players that is more than likely, I'm guessing 90 percent likely to be moved across the board. Now, obviously, at the top of the class, you've got Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, from Ohio State. He is the number one rated prospect in this class, as of as of my opinion right now. Um, he's fantastic. 
You've got Malik Neighbors from LSU. You've got Rome Odunze from the University of Washington. That's a guy that I like a lot, probably closer to Malik Neighbors as the number two wide receiver than he is to number four wide receiver. So, Eric, I guess let's start our conversation off here. You have a couple of articles up at milehighhuddle.com talking about the top 10 offensive and top 10 defensive players that are not quarterback that the Broncos could be looking at at pick number 12 overall. What wide receivers do you have on that list? And let's just kind of break them down a little bit for everybody. Well, to be fair, the article is more so about first round options, calculating in a trade down because the number two tight end Sanders out of Texas, he's not a guy mm-hmm. I would consider at 12, but depending on how he tests athletically at, um, at the combine, he's a guy that a trade down and, you know, you get to 30, 31, 32, then yeah, I would consider him there. Now picking at 12 specifically, um, cause in my top 10 offensive offensive options outside of quarterback, there are multiple receivers that are in that same category. Trade down, you know, 30, 31, 32. Um, there are options there, but not at 12. Outside of that, I don't think Malik Neighbors is there. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of people saying, a lot of people talking that he's closer to wide receiver one mm-hmm. than wide receiver three, making that a clearer gap of between him and um, the Washington kid. The Washington kid, I've heard a lot of people talking about him as a top 10 pick and pretty cemented mm-hmm. there. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, thanks to Nick for um, uh, pointing me this direction. He talked about how high his IQ is. I have heard some aggression issues, but I've had it clarified that it's nothing that is super worrisome for scouts or for teams. It's something that they can keep in control. They can keep in check. Um, So, and then there's Brock Bowers who, you know, tight end, but he's an offensive weapon. And when you look at Sean Payton's offenses over the year, they have always had that tight end. Jeremy Shockey during his time with the New York Giants, Jason Witten during his time with the Dallas Cowboys, Jimmy Graham during his with his time during the with the Saints, even Brandon Watson for, for part of that time during the Saints. Mm-hmm. Jared and Cook too. Jared Cook for a year, I think, but still it still applies. Um, a lot of them, Jimmy Graham, excellent receiver, crappy blocker, mm-hmm. but got a pass because of how good he was as a receiver. Jared Cook. Good receiver, crappy blocker. Got a pass because of what he offered in the past game. Brock Bowers is a solid blocker mm-hmm. and a can be a really good, you know, receiving option for them. But then you have positional value. It is 12 a little bit too much for a guy like that. But when you but again, with you when you look at the Bronco with Sean Payton's offense and what he's always had and needed, that tight end is such a huge part of it that I think that would be a good pick for them there. Then you have offensive line. Um, Joe Alt and Olu Fashiano, um, uh, Fashiano, yeah. Um, they're both widely viewed as the top two guys, but there's been some stuff about Olu dropping down a little bit, and maybe JC Latham or Amarius Mims or um, uh, Fuaga out of Oregon State, those yeah. being one of the top two guys. There are a lot of tackle options here, but the issue with that the Broncos have a tackle is if they keep Garrett Bowles, well, then whoever you're taking at 12 at tackle is not likely to play this year. Are mm-hmm. you willing to invest a 12th overall pick on a guy who's not going to play a whole lot? Right. There's there's so many ways that they can go, and it's still so early in the draft process. And as you as you mentioned, the status of Cortland Sutton, the status of Garrett Bowles, the status of Justin Simmons, and all these other guys, DJ Jones, matters so much when you try to narrow down what the Broncos would do at 12. 
Yeah, it, it's so hard because there's so many different directions. Like I said earlier, you know, every single position on this roster is technically a position of need. I mean, we can we're going to get into the edge defenders here in a minute. Um, but tackle, depending on what's going on with Garrett Bowles, uh, that's that's definitely a, a big situation. Are they going to restructure him, extend him, just cut him outright? Because I believe if they if they were to release him, it's eleven million dollars in salary cap savings as compared to six in dead money. So there, I mean. J.C. Latham, I believe he was the right tackle from Alabama, right tackle only kind of a player. Talise Fuaga from uh, Oregon State, a lot of a lot of scouts that I understand that they like him better at guard than they do at tackle, at least for the NFL level. I mean, Olu Fushanu is a dancing bear. That guy would be absolutely spectacular to get in this in in Denver. And if you did get but, him, go ahead. Real quick, the big issue with him that everybody's been knocking on is his run blocking and with Sean mm -hmm. Payton wanting to be a run blocking run first offense. What's the fit there. Mm -hmm. That's something that you have to go and approach your offensive line coach and Hey, can you develop his run blocking enough to where we can sit here and be fine with it over this year that he's going to be red shirted on because we're going to be playing Mike McGlinchey at right tackle. Yeah. And we're going to be Garrett Bowles at left tackle or someone else at left tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, or are you going to thrust uh, Fashiano into starting at left tackle with Garrett Bowles gone? So he's one of those guys that you really have to, you know, be in communication with your offensive line coach and seeing if he believes he can make him and develop him to be a legit starter in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, BK dropped a $5 super chat here real quick. Just said, uh, saying, Lance, I read your article on the history of the number 12 overall pick. I like our chances to hit. Um, yes, guys, there's an article up right now. It's the history of the, the number 12 overall pick. I did the last 10 years uh, breaking down. Just It's just a statistical analysis, a little blurb on the last 10 picks. There's a lot of high-quality players in there. Uh, going over the last 20 years, there's even more high-quality players in there, guys like uh, – um, Jonathan Vilma, Sean Merriman, um, Fletcher Cox are, is in there. It, it, it's a fun little read, just a little edifying piece of information for you. Go check that out, milehighhuddle.com. Uh, Eric, before we move on, though, we do got to give our other uh, supporting sponsor for the show tonight a shout-out. Thank you, Factor, for joining us. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. Plus, over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful, flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Yeah, guys, skip the stress of meal prepping with Factor. Choose from more than 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, and never-frozen meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, all delivered right to your door and ready to eat in two minutes. This January, guys, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Join Mile High Huddle in making Factor a way of life 365 days a year. So head to factormeals.com slash huddle50 and use our code huddle50 to get 50% off. That's code huddle50 at factormeals.com slash huddle50 to get that 50% off. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now, Lance, I know you tried to, you know, skim by it about your thing at 12 and the history of it, but I do have some words to say, and you know what's coming. I, I, I know exactly. You, I mentioned it in the chat. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. And I, I let me before you even get there, let me say I know exactly what's coming. No, 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 no. Let, let me say my piece because I'm not going to be saying ahead, what you expected me to say. There is more okay. to what I'm going to say. Just because the history of a pick is so good doesn't guarantee that your pick's going to be good. Mm-hmm. However, there is some, you know, when you look at it, there is some w- reasons why you can come to the fact that 12, even I think 11 and 13 have pretty good mm-hmm. hit rates. Mm-hmm. And why is that? In the top 10, you get a few more reaches, reaches on quarterbacks, reaches on offensive line, reaches on these higher valued positions, which mm-hmm. tends to push players who are often viewed as, you know, better prospects down a little bit. So when you're picking at 11, 12, 13, sometimes even 14, you can end up having a pretty good um, hit rate on it because you're picking, you're able to go after the guys that got pushed down because mm-hmm. the teams above you reaching a little bit. Right. Doesn't guarantee it, but it is something that's always worth looking at. And it's something that I actually do every single year. Right. And, and something else that you would talked about um, in our, in our chat when I, when I first brought this to, cause shout out to my father-in-law, Tony, he was the one that brought this to my attention. He's like, you know, the, the history of number 12 overall pick is actually pretty cool. Like there's, there's a lot of high quality players there. And we talked about it, you know, and went through, you know, this guy was pretty good. This guy's a, 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 an elite starter. I mean, obviously Micah Parsons is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, uh, all pro a two-time All-Pro, three-time Pro Bowler, AP Defensive Player, the Defensive Rookie of the Year um, back in 2021. Like, there's there's a lot of high-quality players. But something you brought up it, when we started this conversation was the situation. What is the situation of these players and where are they going? Because if you look at Denver right now, they're a nine-win team. They're above 500 team. There's still a lot of quality players on this roster. Not to say that it's a, the best roster in the NFL, but – it's got a good coaching staff. There's players that can help kind of assimilate this rookie that whoever it may be, whether it's Brock Bowers, whether it's Talise Fuaga, whether it's uh, our, our next guy I want to get to here in just a minute in uh, Laatu Latu. There's it's a better situation overall. Teams t- picking in the top ten, they're obviously the worst teams in the NFL, and they were picking in that particular position for a reason. The the Bears are kind of a, a pseudo. Yes. A pseudo I will, I will say. Go ahead. Teams speak in the top 10, most majority of the time, they are there for a reason. They are some of the worst teams. Yes. Every now and then, you have an exception where one bad injury set the team back so far. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that's like not the number. 
Right. Or, or like the number one overall pick this year. I mean, now the bears pick at nine as well, but the number one overall pick right now, it belongs to the Chicago bears. It technically should belong to the Carolina Panthers, but they traded their uh, traded up. I believe it was actually from number nine, if I'm not mistaken from number nine to number one overall last year to draft Bryce young. So the bears are kind of in a fortunate situation here where they also have a very difficult decision to make. And if they're going to keep Justin Fields or if they're going to take Caleb Williams or Drake may or whoever it's going to be uh, at the number one overall selection help they might even try to trade that back regardless though the situation does matter putting these players into a healthy situation with a good roster around them and it's and a quality coaching staff and getting them on the field in uh, high quality high success rate situations for them definitely goes into the evaluation of these players getting yeah. them off on the right foot is definitely a huge um a, a huge boon for their success now eric let's flip over to the defensive side of the football because i had an article published just right before we went live probably about an hour or so before that um Talking about Laatu Latu, the edge defender from UCLA, uh, widely considered one of the top three edge defenders in this class. Um, I'm not sure exactly where you stand on him. I got a chance to take a look at him earlier this afternoon before we went live because I wrote the piece and wanted to really kind of check him out a little bit. I like him. I'm not sure if I would be comfortable with him at 12. I'm not sure if he's quite a Batman enough, a guy that's really going to be a game changer. What do you think on Laatu Latu in the, the top of this edge class for the Broncos? When you look at this edge room, find me a Batman. There isn't There's, one. Yeah. I, I, I don't see one. For me, Latu could be the number one guy, but he can also be the number 10 guy mm -hmm. because of the medical history. When you factor that out, he is probably my number three or four edge. Um, I know he's behind Dallas Turner and Jared Verse for sure. He might be behind Chris Braswell as well. And then maybe even Braylon Trice. Maybe. I haven't done a whole lot on Braylon Trice, though. How about Chop Robinson? Um, Chop Robinson, he's probably going to he's, – he's outside my top five. Oh, okay. So um, he's – when I went and watched him um, a little bit the other day, a little bit more of him, just came away a little bit disappointed, a um, little bit more expectations and just, you know, some technical issues. But Latu, one of the things that stands out with him on the field and why I do like him quite a bit is – there's not an edge in this class that has better hand technique than he does. No, it is better than a lot of pros in the NFL, even like multi-year pros, his hand technique. If he was drafted by the Broncos, his hand technique would be the best on the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Like it is so good. It's so clean and it's so consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is one thing to win. Now he's not the, you know, he's not the most explosive of athletes. He's not going to sit there and um, bend right around offensive tackles, but he'll keep their, keep their hands off of him and just strain the outside shoulder with what speed what speed and burst he has mm -hmm. not allowing them to get hold of hold of him and block him so I, I i like him quite a bit um my thing is is when i look at this edge room for the broncos you need a batman um and i'm not sure i'm gonna spend pick 12 on somebody on any of these edge rushers because again i don't see a batman if i'm sending a top 20 pick on an edge rusher they better be a damn batman yeah, and and that's that's the the hard part here because I liked what I saw from Latu. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm not sure that that's the guy that you want. You don't you don't see the elite bend, the elite speed around the arc. He's not necessarily the most powerful guy, but like you said, 
his hands are fantastic. He has great hand placement. He, uh, his hand fighting and technique in terms of uh, counter moves. He has a, a very well-rounded arsenal of pass rush moves, a little spin move in there too. That was kind of sneaky that I watched against uh, the USC uh, from this season. I went back and watched a game. I believe it was Washington last. Yes, it was Washington from last year. Um, his club swim is spectacular. It is, it's consistent. It's accurate. He does a great job using that first step burst to get on the inside shoulder and then swim through. And he's just a disruptor in the backfield, man. But again, there's, you don't see the high end traits from a player like that. And I think he has some short arms too, which is going to be an issue at the NFL level. Uh, David Cromwell jumping in here, $5 super chat. What's up, Dave? Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you for joining us tonight. Uh, why are the Broncos retaining George Payton general manager? How much power does he truly have? I'm going to start this off really fast because I think the big thing, and you heard it specifically in the the post, uh, the, the end of season uh, press conference, um, Sean Payton and George Payton have a very good working relationship. It sounds, uh, at least from both of them, they both stepped up and said, we enjoy working with each other. We talk with each other all the time. They have a very well respect for each other, like a healthy amount of respect for each other. I think that's the big thing. George Payton, for what he is in terms of decision makers, is still a very good talent evaluator in my estimation. He's gotten a, a couple of pretty good hits in the draft. They all haven't all panned out, but I mean, Javante Williams for this year was a little struggle, but in his rookie season, he was phenomenal. Um, Baron Browning looks to be a, at least a quality rotational player. Nick Benito took a step forward this year. Jonathan Cooper, speaking of the edge room, uh, was a nice little find in the later rounds. Um, Caden Stearns at the safety position was projected to be a no, starter. If he we, don't get to throw Caden, we don't get to throw Caden Stearns in there. The dude hasn't well, played 600 snaps over three years. That's that's a fair point. I'm, I, like I said, if, if it wasn't for the injuries, he was projected to be a starter for this Broncos defense this season. He then tore his ACL yeah, and that, and that injuries go Injuries, injuries yep. go in. He's right. not a hit, not a good pick. He's because he's been hurt for the last two seasons. Well, but in, as a fifth round, as a fifth round pick, I, I, I'll at least give him a little bit of credit for the talent evaluation on that. Injuries suck, and you can't. It's an unavoidable situation. So I'm not going to completely disagree with you, but I we barely get to see it. At least his his first two seasons looked fairly decent. This last year, obviously, we didn't get to see it. But I digress. I, I'm not going to argue with you on it. My my overarching point here is. He's not a terrible talent evaluator, at least in my estimation. We can go back draft. and forth and, and, and round exactly for the draft. He's a he grew up as a scout. He started being the the 25, 25, 25 guy. You better work 25 hours a day at 25 years old. You're only gonna make twenty five thousand dollars while you're doing it, and you're gonna couch surf for the next five years. He grew up as a scout. He was an area scout, I believe it was for the uh the Bears first, then the uh, Miami Dolphins, and then he went and became the assistant general manager for Rick Spielman in uh, in Minnesota for all those years. He's got talent in, in terms of evaluating players. The decision-making part, that's where the power ends with him, at least in my estimation. That's where Sean Payton has the final say on everything. Payton says, Sean Payton says, go find this player. George Payton says, I found him. Here he is. Now Sean Payton has the, the final factor on whether we're going to draft him or not. Eric, am I am I off on that? No, but I have a question for you. Go ahead. Was Greg Dulcich a fine for George Payton? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, man, I don't know. I, 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 I had questions about Dulcich in the draft to begin with. Um, I, you know, we, we went back and forth on this. I had Kate Otten as the, the number one tight end in the class, even over Trey McBride. Um, and Dulcich, I believe, was even below uh, the Coastal Carolina kid. Um, he's blowing up with the, uh, with the Ravens. Very likely. Yes, that's, the, that's his name. I wanted to say Brevin Jordan for some reason, but I knew that wasn't right. Um, I, I believe I Miami. had Dulcich below – um, yes. Yep. The, the Brevin Jordan, the Miami kid, um, the, uh, the coastal Carolina, Isaiah likely kid. I had him, I believe it was tight end two, uh, even over Trey McBride. So I, I don't know, maybe I could be a better evaluator than George. I'm, I'm, I'm joking here, but at the same time, I had questions about Dulcich going forward anyways, because he wasn't the, the highest quality blocker. He was more of a receiver. He had injury concerns at UCLA, if I remember correctly with the hamstrings and those have continued to bite him in the ass at the pro level. So to me, no, I, I don't think that that's a hit for for uh, George Payton because first off, the injuries to me was a was a uh, a no go at UCLA, and now they're again showing their ugly face as as a Bronco. So how can you call Caden Stearns a hit for him? Dulcich has played more over his two seasons on a you know per snap basis basically than Caden Stearns has. Right, right. I, and I understand I'm, that one's a fifth round pick and one's a second, one's a third round pick. I understand that. But when you look at what Greg Dulcich was able to bring as a rookie, if you're going to use that as a factor for Caden Stearns and call it, say that he was a hit because he was a fifth round pick and look at what he did as a rookie, even though he's been hurt the last two years and barely played, then we can't, we can do the same thing with Greg Dulcich, can't we? And my point here is that neither one of them were a hit. Like, to right. be clear, I'm not saying Dulcich was a hit, Dulcich was, was a miss. Caden Stearns was a miss too. Mm-hmm. Like I understand you had expectations of him being a starter this year and he comes in and gets hurt after two snaps. That sucks. But the Broncos also made a huge mistake by handing him the starting job mm-hmm. without bringing in legit competition for him after he got hurt the season before and missed the majority of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not, that, that's just... the point I'm making. Right. And, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think, I think where I'm coming from with, with Caden Stearns was more of my draft evaluation of Caden Stearns. I was much higher on Stearns than the NFL world was. Like I said, I, I believe I had him as a third round grade in that particular class. So this might be my own personal bias coming in here to get a player that I valued it that highly in the fifth round is where I guess my, my, evaluation there comes to comes to uh the discussion so i i guess forgive me for that but at the same time i i don't know i, I think we're saying kind of the same thing but also in in different ways a little bit here regardless let's move forward here we got bld jumping in with a five dollar super chat saying who do you guys see the top choice for uh the broncos at number 12 um again this, this is the best show that you could have possibly even come into because this is what we're doing. We're going to break this down. Uh, we got to get going here in just a few minutes. I know Eric's got some stuff going on this evening. I also got to get back out and help make dinner for the kids and whatnot. So uh, just a few minutes here, Eric. Um, the next big position of need, this is one that we've seen multiple different times over the last handful of days, quite honestly. Uh, Dane Brugler, uh, the guy is one of the best draft analysts out there that you can find. Uh, he does The Beast, which is like 450 players every single season. Um, and Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network insider, he's the draft analyst for those guys. Both released mock drafts in the last three days with the Broncos at number 12 overall, taking Terry and Arnold, the cornerback from Alabama, man. Um, this one... 
it's kind of ruffled a little bit of feathers across the the Broncos Twitterverse because they don't necessarily want a cornerback at number 12. They think quarterback or edge defender would be the better way to go. Now, Eric, I want your breakdown on Terry and Arnold and then what other cornerbacks are potentially available and then we'll get this uh, wrapped up and get out of here. Oh man, corner, it's one of the stronger classes. Um, it is. It is a very good good corner this year. class. There's so many ways they can go. Um, Terry and Arnold, he was one of my top 10 options for the Broncos in the first round, that article. Um, just because I've heard so much about how he's the top guy for multiple, multiple teams. Um, Cooper DeGene, you know, he's up there with them. Mm -hmm. Nate Wiggins, yep. he's up there with them. Um, but one thing is clear that he is widely viewed as the best corner coming out of Alabama. Um, mm -hmm. there's a lot of issues and a lot of concerns about Kool-Aid on and off the field. Um, but Terry and Arnold, he's so versatile. I mean, he started as a D he started as a safety, then got moved to corner, played a lot in the slot as well early on, and he did well every position that he has. Now, because of his versatility, this was an issue with Baron Browning. This is an issue that I have with a lot of players that get moved around a lot. When you get moved around a lot, you don't have a chance to settle in and really develop in one position. Mm -hmm. And when you watch Terry and Arnold, you can actually see that. Um, this you can see that in his play this this mm -hmm. last year that he hasn't had a chance to fully settle in and develop as a corner. He still makes a lot of plays. His change of direction is absolutely insane. It would work mm -hmm. so well with what the Broncos do defensively. Mm -hmm. um, that I I, under, I get it. Um, I have an issue here, and it's actually kind of you know accurate. It's something that I firmly believe. You can have the best secondary in the league without a star pass rusher. It won't get you anywhere. Yeah, yeah. pass rush is important. You got to be able to get after the quarterback. You got to mm -hmm. be able to force errant throws. You got to be able to, you know, force the, those pressures to where they're throwing it away. You're hurrying up their process because then you make mistakes. And the Broncos this year, they had to play so much zone when Vance Joseph is, you know, pretty pretty more into man coverage. Um, they had to play more zone because they had a blitz. And so when you take a defender out as a blitz, as a blitzer, you have to have somebody to cover that vacancy and zones the best way to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's partially what led to Patrick Sertan's struggle this, struggles this year. When you look at his stats in man coverage, absolutely phenomenal. When you look mm -hmm. at his coverage in um, zone, he, he was a very bad year for him in zone coverage. Yes. Um, so I understand wanting to find that person opposite him. And it's part of my frustration as to why we didn't, wondering why we didn't get Riley Moss on the field because maybe Riley Moss can be that guy and you at least have that op that second option there answered a little bit. Still need to bring in competition. You don't want to hand him a starting job like they did to Mari Mathis. Right. Um, but you got to get after get after the quarterback. And the Broncos need help at edge, but they need another winner on the inside. They mm -hmm. got to get somebody to help out Zach Allen. That, to me, is an even bigger need than edge rusher and finding that true star edge rusher you got to get help for Zach Allen on the defensive front because if you don't, then opposing offenses can just continue to run against you with right. success. They yep. were one of the worst defenses, even taking out the Miami game. Every other game that they had, they were still at the bottom of the NFL in success rate against them. You yep. can't have that and have a successful defense. So getting that help with Zach Allen, who can get after the quarterback and defend the run, that's a big reason, again, why I'm a, I like Chris Jenkins quite a bit. Um, he fits both. There's a couple other guys that can do that as well. That, to me, is the biggest need on this defense. And yeah. then getting that, that Batman uh, pass rusher off the edge. 
Yep. And quite honestly, I'd rather use number 12 overall if we're going to take a defensive lineman. Send that son of a you-know-what to the Carolina Panthers and get Derek Brown. Let's just go like that. I'm I'm all in on Derek Brown in a Denver Broncos uniform moving forward. With that, though, guys, thank you all for joining us on a wonderful Friday evening uh, here on the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast. You guys can find us on Twitter and stay in the conversation here by finding us on, uh, at Lance S underscore MHH for me, for Eric, at Eric Trickle. Also, guys, make sure you guys are tuned into at Mile High Huddle on Twitter as well. That is where you guys find breaking news and analysis regarding your Denver Broncos. You'll get film breakdowns, opinion articles, all of our draft content, which we are slowly rolling out right now. Once we get to the end of January through the Senior Bowl, getting into the Combine and stuff like that, you're going to see a lot more of that daily Broncos content up Mile High Huddle and at milehighhuddle.com. Facebook supporters, Mile High Huddle, uh, for Facebook.com, Mile High Huddle uh, pod. Excuse me for that. Um, that's a great way, again, to keep the conversation flowing. We're all over there on Facebook as well. So get at us. Um, guys, if you guys are not financially able to do so in terms of hitting the merch tent, super chats, stars, donations, we all understand it's rough out there right now. It is what it is. But if you guys are willing and able to do so, everybody should be doing this. Subscribe to Mile High Huddle, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you guys get your podcast content. Please subscribe to Mile High Huddle. Like every video and article you guys see across all social media platforms. And if you love it, please share it. Get it out in front of as many Broncos fans as humanly possible because without your guys' support, we could not do what we do best, which is cover the Denver Broncos. Now, Eric, I know you got to get out of here, dude, but before we go, any last words, my friend? Yeah, Jay Roper coming in, and he actually brings up a very good point that um, interior defensive linemen, they typically take – it's typically year two or year three for their breakout year in the NFL. They take a little bit of time to adjust because the reads get a little bit more complicated – and there's just a lot that goes into it. Um, I do agree. I don't think there are any interior linemen that can contribute effectively this year in the draft at 12. But I do think that you can go and sign a couple cheap free agents to help, you know, fill, plug the holes a little bit and then draft somebody to start developing for two years down the road mm-hmm. when you should be getting into a position where, all right, now we're going to go get after, get a quarterback and we're going to start, you know, actually getting around to being a competitive team consistently without relying on, you know, a lot of luck, so to speak, turnover luck that the Broncos got this year to get to their mm-hmm. their win total and for that win streak. Get them now, start developing them, see what they can do um, in a couple of years and just fill the gaps a little bit with some cheap free agents because there are some really good cheap options i think in free agency this year todd asadorf coming in with the last second five dollar donation thank you todd we appreciate that what about draft predictions edge cornerback defensive line um i'll say right now my guess my guess is the broncos aren't picking at 12 um they're picking later than that i think they're gonna to help circumvent the cap issues they're about to be in um with moving on from russell wilson trading down getting more picks, getting younger, getting less expensive um, prospects and start working on developing for, you know, a year or two, three down the road. Yeah, I I agree with you on that one just quickly here. I think they're going to trade down with the team looking for a quarterback. Someone's going to fall in love with a quarterback. The Broncos are going to be willing to move down off of that. Um, And they might actually move down twice. I believe they're probably going to be picking somewhere in the mid-20s. That's more likely than them picking at number 12 overall. But with that, guys, we have to get out of here. Thank you all again for joining us on a wonderful Friday evening for Dove Valley Deep Divers. You all stay safe and take care. Have a great rest of your weekend. We will see you guys same time, same place next week. Goodbye.
You are listening to Dove Valley Deep Divers with Eric Trickle and Lance Sanderson. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.